The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Brother, me an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother. What the fuck are you doing? You just have like one it's knee like on your leg, standing, sitting, lying down. Sit down or sit down. <laughs> okay. Welcome, my brother, my brother, me an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. And I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. And I'm your sweet baby brother in 30 Under 30 Media Luminary, Griffin McElroy. You know, yeah, Justin, Travis, I've always said Columbus is the horniest city. <laughs> and now it's proven to be I, true. I'm you actually going to need... You can keep your New Orleans. <laughs> you can keep your Las Vegas side. <laughs> Wow, two whole cities just for me? <laughs> I'll take Horny Columbus, as I Horny call it. Uh, Horny Columbo. Uh, speaking Horny of... Horny Columbo, by the way, would be a good remake okay. of Columbo. Okay. Uh, uh, just one more question. Is it on? <laughs> uh, uh, one more question. You feeling this? <laughs> Speaking of a pleasant person in the sound booth, if you could turn the monitor from wherever it's at now up to horny so I can hear the talking, that would be excellent. Uh, My dad did a great thing talking about sports, which I love. And and understood all of it. And then he did this great thing where he spelled half of Ohio. And in my head, all I could think was, I wonder what other words these guys know how to spell. (laughs) Well, you know what's round on the end and high in the middle? Ohio, yeah, it's great. Y'all do riddles, too. Cool. Okay. All right, we're all full. What can't you see and can't you touch, but if you put it in a barrel, it makes the barrel lighter. (sighs) Wow, you're wrong. Helium. Negative water. You stupid. I've actually had some that I've been trying to crack that I'm going to pitch to you guys real quick. I've got a junior jumble at home. (laughs) I'm trying to... We are all full of hot, wild Ohio energy. We are also... Very excited because today is the day of the Kentucky Derby. I love the weird Venn diagram of our podcast of like people who want to go see my brother, my brother, me, but also at the mere mention of horses. I, I kid you not, Dad was backstage like an amateur bookie. Literally asking us, like, you want me to play some bets? I have a website where I can play some bets. I don't think, I mean, he took money from someone and placed a bet for them. He and, is no and he longer. he kept talking about the juice. 
He's no longer an amateur. It is, sure, he is in the pro, pro space. He is a bookie now. Paul, Paul, I changed my mind. I hate the hook. It's making my microphone come off. Please come fix it, Paul. No, don't you touch it. I don't fucking trust you. See, it's like, make it. Let's lose the, let's just lose the hook. Lose it's the our hook. first tour with the headset mics. We're still figuring shit out. Paulandstorm.com. Get out, buy all Paul's music. We you only, can find Paul and Storm on MySpace. We only pay Paul in mentions, so please <laughs> make this deal pay off. Okay, here's the name of some horses. <laughs> 43 to 1, a long shot. Free drop Billy. Fuck yeah. Wait, yeah. hold on. What do you think the three different drops are? Free, free. F-R-E-E, free, oh, free okay. drop. I thought it said, like, drop one. He dropped some knowledge on you. you drop two. The base. Oh, I know very little about... Drop three, <laughs> you drop to the ground because you're so impressed by both his knowledge and the base. I know very little about horses, despite the fact that they are a rich comedy vein for us for reasons beyond my understanding. <laughs> I don't think you want your horse to drop in any way, especially no. un- unrestrained <laughs> to the ground. Promises fulfilled. I like this one. That's good. That's but you better, like, if you say, like, Ooh, hey there, Derek, I'm going to win the big race today. But you fucking better now. Yeah, that's a promise. We got Flame Away. We got Audible. Glad that they're branching Whoa. out. <laughs> we got MeUndies. We got Sam Scott Corby Parker. We got Warby Parker. We will not be able to run advertisements on this episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Nine to one, good magic. I like that what must have happened there was someone go, I know what we'll call this horse. We'll call it great magic. Eh, or, as is, as is more, I like the word magic. We've got to get this in the horse name somewhere. What's a good modifier for magic? And then they wait, thought about it wait, for Wait, what 14. did you just say? Run it back a couple words. Ah. We got uh, Justify 3 to 1. Good odds there, I guess. I don't know how gambling works. Lone Sailor. That's kind of a sad one. My Boy Jack. <laughs> That's good because it's exactly what I'm going to call the horse. You can give your horse a name, and I'll just be like, oh, well, that's, that's my boy, Justify. They went ahead and... Uh, we got Mendelssohn. <laughs> If I could give a wedgie to a horse. Yeah, right? Griffin, read me uh, 56 to 1 odds. Oh, there. yeah, you're talking about entice. <laughs> no, no, no. What I love, it must be clear, it is, not, it is not entice or enticing, but rather the past tense, entice. I have Duh. been enticed. I, oh, a horse, you say, I am enticed. <laughs> we have, Tell uh, me more. We have a combatant, and at 77 to 1 odds, I doubt that very much. <laughs> no, 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 he is oh, a no, combatant. 99 to 1. 99 to 1 is instilled regard, so it's as good at racing as it is at having a fucking name. <laughs> 60 to 1, Forense Fire. This is about as good as it gets. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, hold on, the owner... <laughs> According to the Kentucky Derby website, is named Mr. Amore Stable. <laughs> what are you going to do when you grow up? What else am I going to do? What the fuck else can choice. I do? I love Stable. That's, I love Stable. That's the Derby. Who won? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to spoil it. You don't, 
Justify Ju- Justify, one? I guess. I'm rich. Uh, I told my dad to put down 10000 on Justify. So, so we're looking good. One thing about... You oh, did that, right, old man? <laughs> we know who the... What? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we know who the winner is, though, and that's nobody. This was the wettest uh, Kentucky Derby ever. Yeah, it was. Uh, it is... Yeah. No. Hell yeah. Louisville is like flash flood warning right now, and so... Yeah. I'm just saying... A vet there like, is. Forense fire. Yeah. A lot of horses died. Can you stop making horny jokes for like a second? I think if three horses die, that's too many. But two is... That's fine. I mean, you guys can't make an omelet. Can't make a race omelet, etc., etc. <laughs> this is an advice show. As you've what? almost certainly guessed by now. Um, it's not about any specific sci-fi franchises. It's just a regular advice show. <laughs> Was anybody at the Detroit show last night? Okay. Shit. So, you keep what we did to yourselves. Yeah. Uh, may was... take a while for that one to hit the old RSS feed. Uh, Some now, real desperate circumstances. I just want to say one thing about that. I didn't get to... The whole reason... There was one reason I wanted to do a show about Star Wars, and it was to cover an important fact I learned, and I didn't get to say it, so I'm going to say it here so it's not lost to fucking posterity. So you know the Cantina band, right? Okay. Nobody tell us about it. It's just a band of weird dogs and people and (laughs) getting getting strange in space, and they're not that good, so they're playing at a bar, and one of the people, eh, one of the things, one of the creatures, one of the Muppets in the band... Is literally named Droopy McCool. <laughs> Steven Spielberg's friend George Lucas <laughs> reached into the future, imagined our podcast, stole a name from it, took it back to 19 or whatever, 80 something, and then put it into his show. Star Wars, because he named one of them Droopy McCool. Wait. And somewhere a young Paul Rubens went, that's a good name yeah, for him. Yeah, here we go. Uh, I want to open with a Yahoo. Alexander Fitzpatrick sent this one in. Thank you, Alexander. It's Yahoo Answers user. Sorry, something's gone wrong. Of course, it's the fucking worst website ever made. And I can't believe how tied my career is to it. <laughs> Droopy McCool asks... Droopy McCool? Cool. Yeah, it's, it's great. It does sound like a, like an AIM screen name, screen name that like a 10-year-old comes up with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 Droopy McCool. All right, you're locked into that for the next Forever. decade. Yeah. Droopy McCool asks, Scooby-Doo question? <laughs> Scooby-Doo question. How did a dog have so much power in that series? <laughs> Dogs are usually subservient to the humans. This is a great question. Wait, how much power? How much power did Scooby Doo have? Very rarely were they like, "We're gonna go investigate this mystery," and Scooby Doo is like, "Uh, pass." I'm like, Any power all right. at all is too much power. There's a murderer at large. It's been a while since what? I've seen Scooby Doo. Oh, they probably. <laughs> There's a murderer at large, and the dog's like, and you're like, "Yeah, no." <laughs> Unless it's like a 
a canine unit and he sniffs murder drugs, I've lost what I was thinking of. He is, uh, a lot of people don't know this, he is a detective. Well, retired. He's a reincarnated, retired detective. <laughs> the de- he's a bad detective, not like bad lieutenant, bad detective. Wait, okay, wait. The bad detective that died. Yeah. And yes. then came back as a dog to fight crime poorly. Obviously. And once he solves a hundred crimes, he gets to go to heaven. <laughs> okay, let me do a slight twist on this. Oh, yeah. good. He is a bad detective. Yeah. Obviously. Bad at his job or just crooked? Probably both. <laughs> yeah, very rarely is there a cop who's like, yeah, he's amazing at catching bad guys, but also he is one. Uh, okay, but what about house? <laughs> How do you feel about that pull, Justin? Just a little I was, in the moment behind I the was, scenes. Now, listen, I was trying to remember the name of the one with Rain Wilson in it. Mud. No. Mud? What? <laughs> No, someone that's else his is character from Star Trek Discovery. The answer is Back. The answer is Backstrom, but that doesn't make it funny, <laughs> and that's so important. Um, okay, so so here's the important context about Scooby Doo. So he was tasked with solving a hundred crimes, mm. yeah, to be freed from his curse, mm. and then he found out about sandwiches, yeah, mm. and he was like, "Oh wait, fuck! I didn't know about these bready delights. I don't want to go back." And that's why he's to hell. Hold on. Very rarely is that what happens in cursed ghost shows. It's like, and yes, after you complete a hundred challenges, you can go back to hell. Yes! Sick! I think that the problem is they follow him a lot. The most unrealistic thing about Scooby-Doo, if I can point to one. Wait, no, slow down. Uh Uh-huh. The most unrealistic thing about Scooby-Doo, if I can point to one, is that they follow him a lot and he is never going over to hump something. I think... I think just once it should be like, Scoop's got a lead. And Scoop's like, no, 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 no. Do just... not follow me in here. I got dog stuff to do. <laughs> I, I didn't see Oh, a... he's just shitting. Yeah. I saw, I didn't see a clue. I saw a pillow that looked, had a crease in it. And I'm kind of like, see... <laughs> like a Is the clue under the crease pillow? No, Ooh. I'm telling you, you guys have to fucking go somewhere else right now. Please give me one minute to my fucking self. <laughs> and I would have gotten away with Oh, shit, what are you doing? What they don't tell you is that Scooby Snacks are full of dog Viagra. So every time that they give him one and Shaggy one, I don't know what it does to Shaggy. Shaggy Trips him the fuck out. Trips out on dog Viagra. But the thing is, episode one of Scooby-Doo, he gets fixed. And that everything after... Still be fucking horny. A lot of you had a really serious, like, oh, what? Oh, no. Also, they would definitely make Shaggy unhorny, right? <laughs> Probably. I went to Taco Bell for the first time in 12 years. Nice. Congratulations. It's a question. I've been there much more recently than that. And I realized once I looked at the menu that I had no idea what to order. Like I would at other restaurants, I asked the cashier, what would you recommend? <laughs> Thank, thank you for doing this for me. The cashier just stared at me, so I guess that's not a normal thing to ask at Taco Bell. <laughs> you don't say. What can I do to feel like less of an absolute dweeb after this? Also, what should I order next time I go to Taco Bell? <laughs> that's from Crunchwrap Supreme Embarrassment in Columbus. Are you here? All right. Um, 
I'm, okay, here's my question. I'm, I'm glad you're still with us. This is my question. You don't have to answer it, but just my hypothetical It would be question. ridiculous if you did. You're not yeah. microphoned. So, you went to Taco Bell not knowing what you wanted, so you just looked at a Taco Bell and thought, I like the idea of that. <laughs> yeah. I think it's fair to be like, it was pretty buck wild last time I went in in the 90s. I'm going to see what's up. Let there was me, a lot of Smash Mouth branding that went yeah, on. Yeah, let me find out real quick what's going on at Taco Bell these days. I, my opinion is, if you decide to eat at Taco Bell, you are already dead. <laughs> <laughs> you will die instantly as soon as the food crosses the plane of your mouth hole. <laughs> and so if you're going to do it, you may as well, like, if you're going to go to town, you might as well go in a Lincoln. And you may as well get something in the Crunchwrap family. You may as well get the dare food that we call Doritos Blasted Tacos. Some sort of Baja soda. Some sort of Baja-inspired soda would be a good My favorite menu item that Taco Bell ever offered was called the Seven Layer Crunchwrap. And they no longer... A lot of fond memories. These are my people. Um, It was my favorite thing, and they discontinued it. For but, safety. For safety reasons. <laughs> and, uh, but if you remember the components, and honestly, at this point, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Can you just let me for a second? If you remember the components, and it's been so many years since they've offered this item, it's basically folklore at this point. A, a spoken tradition passed down through families <laughs> that you... How to get the seven-layer crunch wrap. But when I go to Taco Bell... Literally, for me, ordering is, like, about five minutes long because it's, like, not this, not this, add that, add this, and I'm adding some buck-wild things. I'm getting fucking guilt because I'm, like, and also red strips and, like, on the crunch wrap? Don't fucking give me shit. (laughs) You came up with it, got me hooked, and then discontinued it. It's your fucking fault. Reverse engineering a seven-layer crunch wrap. Yes, I'm reaching into the past. I'm pulling out a seven-layer crunch wrap. Without lettuce or tomato, because I'm eating Taco Bell! How dare you! God, it makes me angry. It's It's a safety thing. It's like packing peanuts. Whatever space they take up in your stomach with lettuce is space you can't put more Taco Bell into. (laughs) Is it okay to ask what year their Mountain Dew Baja Blast is? What the Like what the vent? Garçon? Garçon, Garçon, what would you pair? If the answer to that question... With a crunchwrap If the answer to the question, what year is your Mountain Dew Baja Blast is anything other than 2018... Ain't a good vintage. Don't, do not do that, dude. Also, let's, let's, get, let's be fair to the cashier, because I don't think it's just that they were unhelpful. You said, what would you recommend? And they responded with silence. I think you got your answer. <laughs> This was, this uh, was what, what should I have? Um, the void, I guess. You should have the void because there's no... You should go over to Zaxby's uh, and fucking kick it. This is the closest that that cashier has ever felt to an EMT. <laughs> what should you get? Save a I could save someone. Now, if I just save 99 more people, <laughs> then I get to go back to hell. <laughs> How many references to the the ninety nine whatever? Two more, we get a free sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Uh, This is Yahoo sent in from Alan Mulhall. Ninety three more, and we get to go back to hell. 
can't wait. What do you guys like to get? Hey, just hold on a second. What do you guys like to get at Taco Bell? The pizza. <laughs> Sit back. Sit back in your seat. Griffin, what do you like to get at Taco Bell? I do the fucking Doritos Locos tacos. <laughs> I wasn't joking earlier. Like, if I'm going to fuck myself up, I may as well have the good mouth experience of the Doritos flavor. <laughs> That's very true. You wouldn't go to Taco Bell and be like, what's your healthiest option? Yeah. Sydney does this. Sydney gets the tacos fresco style. What? Just like fresh ingredients that they'll put on there legally. It's going to fuck you up either way. Okay. Alan Mulhall sent this one in. Thank you, Alan. It's an anonymous Yahoo Answers user. I'll call him Jumbo. Asks. Is that because we said Columbo earlier? Maybe. Who knows how the brain works? Jumbo asks. My, my grandfather is always trying to kill me in my dreams. <laughs> a good relationship with him, but he is always trying to kill or harm me and sometimes my mom in my dreams. What does this mean? How good could that relationship be? Yeah. There's some deep-seated stuff there. I mean, who knows how the brain works? Now listen. It's a wonderful device, the brain. Because your grandpa comes to you at 8 p.m. and is like, I hope you had a good day fishing, Timothy. I'm going to lay you down in the bed now and give you a sweet kiss for Pep-Pep. Good night, my, my favorite grandson. Mm. Ten minutes later, Timothy. Timothy. I want to tell you some stories about the war, Timothy. The, the, war, the war for your dreams, Timothy. That's right. Your Pep-Pep's got to harvest your dreams now. Step aside here. Hold my scythe. I'm going to gather up your dreams with my, oh. my grandson, Timothy Kruger. <laughs> Timothy? Is it, is it bedtime already, Timothy? We had a fun day of fishing. They go fishing every day? Yes. <laughs> They're fishermen. What do you want? They have to make a living. <laughs> what yes. are they supposed to do? I got your Werther's original here for you to suckle on. And let the sweet caramel taste take you to dreamland. Good night, Timothy. Timothy! <laughs> I got your Poison Werther's original, Timothy. <laughs> one, no, of their, one of their least popular variants of Werther's original. I love the soft caramel. Not crazy about the poisoned. You can only find them in certain sitgos. You have to defeat your grandfather in your dreams. Yes. I'm sorry, Justin. If I know one thing about fighting dreamwalkers, you have to pull scary dream grandfather out of your dreams and fight him in the real Needs world. Needs to kick and He's fight him in the real world. Yes, Travis, sorry, I he wasn't is... paying attention to the last thing you said in your sentence, which was super cool <laughs> and made a heck of a lot of sense. <laughs> I, you gotta I... kick your real granddaddy's ass. <laughs> I think we all, no, we all got there. <laughs> Dreams are just made up of things that you experienced in real life. Correct. So if you kick your old dad's dad's ass <laughs> right in the ass, your brain is going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Here's some super, <laughs> here's some super strength, Timothy. Enjoy it. <laughs> don't, don't. Yeah, thanks, Dreams. <laughs> it's, it's me, your medulla oblongata. I got you a sword. Because <laughs> <Do it. laughs> 
because you beat up your old grandfather in your real life. Hey, hey, he was trying to teach you to fish, and you punched him real good, so here you go. Hey, real grandpa, I'm going to hold this sword, and I need you to say I'm weak to being stabbed by a sword out loud right now. Hold on, let me remember it. Anything for you, Timothy, I love you very much. I totally much. understand. I've been there. I had to kill my grandfather in my dreams. Thanks, Pep Pep. I need to go to sleep right now while this is still yes, fresh. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's 4.30. Shall I sing you a good night song? Yes, please. Yes, yes I please. love the good night song. Dr. Phil's not even over. I can't believe you're going to sleep already. My wife and I recently found out that we're going to be having a boy in September. Naturally, boy. Boy. Na- that word's we're... fucking ruined. But I'm a little worried our son is going to want to play with my cool, cool toys. I don't have any brothers, so I never had a share growing up. And I'm still not good at sharing now. I'm worried that it's not going to be so easy to share once he's here and wants to play. So my question to three dads, who are also brothers, how can I tell my son not to touch my shit and to get his... (laughs) And to get his own toys. That's from Possessive in Pittsburgh. Are you here? Yeah. Listen, as a dad, I just want to say, your head's in the exact right place. I think you're ready... (laughs) This is what you should be thinking about for sure. You really should, because there's way more heinous shit that you're going to have to worry about. Savor these moments. Right. And also, I will say, uh, your, your child's not here yet, right? Cool. So you got some time to get a second house that's your playhouse with all your fun toys. Yeah. Like that, all well-adjusted grown-ups. Yeah. That you're going to have a lot of time to sneak off to, to... Because that is the thing that's surprising when you have a kid. The free time. Yeah. It's abundant. For you to hop in the car, drive the 15 minutes to your storage unit where you can fondle your amiibos and then drive back home. Because your child will look... Because of how often your baby child will look at you and go, you know what, I'm good for 15 minutes. I'm solid, Papa. It's good. No, we're being mean. You can't really be afraid of the right stuff. Because for me, I was afraid of the poop part of it, when what I should have been afraid of is not that I would have to touch the poop in some way when the diapers get changed, but that you have to develop a deep fascination in how much you're going to have to investigate the poop for. Yes. Like fucking like the guy that Jeff Goldblum plays in Jurassic Park. And really get in there to yeah. make sure that Malcolm every... Gladwell. Yes. You're afraid of changing the diapers, but you don't anticipate the moment where you're like, I can't believe they haven't shit in a while. I know, right? I miss God, it. I would love to change the diaper love right if you now. Would shit. That the first time I my baby I changed a shitty diaper, uh, it was very early on. It was like second day. And that was one good day you had. <laughs> you had one super good day. Well, I mean like it was the next morning. Okay. Um, and very early on, when a baby sheds, it looks like their butthole is blowing like a tar bubble. It's so fucking, it's so fucking gnarly, they don't even call it poop. Yeah, it's called like mer- merconium. Yeah, yeah, and it and happened, and I looked at the nurse. Somebody's cheering, like, yes, I love it. Yeah, that was I the best. looked at the nurse. If Justin was the nurse, I went like this. Okay, I'm the nurse. Yeah. Yeah, because I thought, oh, that's the devil yeah, <laughs> coming yeah. out of my baby's butthole. All right, we can't That's talk. actually all your hopes and dreams. Yeah. yeah. Listen, you are over... As, a, as, a, as a, a parent, let me tell you, you are currently overestimating the value of the toys and underestimating the value that they'll just fucking chill out for yeah. a second. If I, I don't... 
I don't know which of my earthly possessions I would not trade away for my many children to just be fucking chill for a second. Anything. My college diploma? Here. My shorty award from 2008 for being great at Twitter? Here. Flush it down the fucking toilet. My, this, is a, this is an interaction that happens with Teresa and I basically every day. BB screams and reaches for something, and I just instinctively go to hand it to here, her. And Teresa's here. like, you can't give her a fork? Just give me and a I'm second. like, but maybe it would be fine after that. For like 45. <laughs> if my son, my 17-month-old son could speak and say, if you throw your Game Boy in a river, I'll chill for 30 seconds... I would have to run the calculus and, like, do uh, I, can I take the cartridge out? And no. he's like, no. I, no, I, t- I only like it because of all the Pokemon you're drowning. <laughs> can I... <laughs> can... <laughs> no, Papa, I must feel alive. Daddy, I only want you to drown the Pokemon. That's why I'm making you do this. Drown them for me, Dad. But I'll give you a half minute... <laughs> to say to goodbye. T- to say goodbye. <laughs> I'll be real quiet. That's it. We just answer. Yes. Yeah. Let me give you and everybody in the audience, if you ever want to have a child, the number one pro tip that will protect your toys, protect your child somewhat, <laughs> just get them a big spindle of blank CDRs. Folks, listen. <laughs> Take them off, put them in frisbee on the backside. It's like a little mirror for babies. They can put them back on. They can take them back off. You don't need to burn a CD ever again because it's 2018. <laughs> a big spindle of blank CDRs. Although, if you do uh, burn a CD full of treasured family photos and then delete them, they will have a lot more fun with it. Yes. They will yeah. lo- they'll be crazy about the idea that, that they is destroy the thing, something the valuable. amazing intuitiveness of a child where you're like, here are 50 hundred toys that I bought you. And they're like, cool, cool, give me your phone. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is nothing. This is my this only is toy. Nothing. I just want this. This I'm is like, a little portal yeah. daddy gets to look at to disappear for a second. <laughs> Uh, we love yeah. our children, though, and we love them so much. So this was a Yahoo sent in by Esther Joy. Thank you, Esther. It's Yahoo Esther. Answers user. Mm. I, don't, I don't even want to fucking say this one, Trav. Mm. I've had to say so many bad ones. Will you do this one? Yes, but I'm going to pronounce it weird so that it is cloaked. Well, you'll fuck it up. It's eat baby seals. <laughs> don't laugh like it's funny. This user asked, how did you feel the first time you ate at Golden Corral? <laughs> When you first saw that beautiful avenue of sweaty food. <laughs> that, that, that temple of chomps. That fucking tenement of appetizers. Uh, Golden what? Corral. First time I ever ate at Golden Corral was December the 24th. Oh, Jesus. That was not the first... Wait, no, that, yeah. that was the first time... Can I, I inst- institute our own no-bummers policy? <laughs> There's nothing that's a bummer about going to Golden Corral... Christmas Eve, the, not, the year after your mom died, and visiting her f- tombstone, and then and going to eat a golden, we'll just go out to dinner at afterwards golden, at Golden Corral. Yeah. It's, it's the least depressing thing that's ever happened to anybody. Here's the thing. The amazing thing about it is it did become... Hold on, take a second. <laughs> listen, 
we're going to get back to jokes now. And that was a joke of a different sort. So you're going to need a it second did. to sort of get back into the vibe. It kind of became straight out of like a Zach Braff movie. It did get very Zach Braff. Where it was second. so depressing that it became funny because of like, this seems like a character yeah. of depression. We went to the owner of Golden Corral and we were like, could you stop playing Elliot Smith? And he said, we're not. <laughs> it's just... You know that scene... You know that scene in the Santa Claus? Hold on, let Claus? him laugh at that great thing I said. Fuck. <laughs> all right, now. See, it's, it's okay, cresting down. That scene in the Santa Claus where he looks around Denny's and all the other dads there with the, their son. That was our Golden Crowley experience because it was packed. A lot, of, a lot of people who commuted from the cemetery. <laughs> yes. Um, How did you feel the first time you ate at Golden Corral? I, one time, went and ate at the Golden Corral. Yeah. The Gilded Corral, I ate there before going on to high school because dad was doing an early morning remote there. So I went and had a 6 a.m. breakfast at the Gilded Corral. You got your belly full of learning fuel. I ate a shit ton of gummy bears. It is is weird the first, because you're not quite a a girl, not yet a woman, and you're in that in-between phase where someone says, there's a bunch of gummy bears up here, and nobody's going to say shit about it. If you, do you know if you take your three-year-old to Golden Corral on a Saturday morning at 9 a.m., there's cotton candy just like there? Do you know this? There's fresh and no one candy. says no? No, one sa- no, they say actually, yes, please feed the child <laughs> so we can harvest them. That is my favorite thing to watch. The, <laughs> it's a big gingerbread house. To watch the, the, the 7 a.m. kind of Golden Corral breakfast that is both nine-year-olds and 90-year-olds who both don't care about where it's going after that. Yeah, whatever. Oh, Trav. <laughs> it's just a little much. Let me ask a follow-up. How did you feel after the first time you ate a gold corral? Um, like I could take on the world. I actually. Oh, really, no, I'm sorry. Like I had to shit real bad. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like golden corral. There's a lot of different food there for a real reasonable price. Yeah, you know what? If you have a bad... If you have a bad Golden Corral experience, it's kind of your fucking fault. Thank you. Are you telling me with an, an entire boulevard of food to a, eat? A broken dream. A boulevard of broken dreams. If you don't fill your plate with things that, that good mood food, then you're, it's your own fault. You can definitely find some edible stuff Hold there. on. You won't make it sound like there's a tiny door that if you just push through had good food behind There's it. a metaphorical one for sure. <laughs> Not they do toast. <laughs> there is not a hackable way to have a good best <laughs> golden crown. I'm not saying you go there in the evening and have shrimp and prime rib. I'm saying you go in there in the morning. They make this toast, and I don't know how they're doing it. It's butter. It's just a lot of butter, and then they fry the toast. But it is great. <laughs> On my slow carb cheat days, I would roll in the golden crown and be just like, eat a bunch of fucking bread. To be, wait, hold on. To be fair, if it was a cheat day or last meal, Golden Corral is the stuff. That's what good. it says on their signs. I yes. need a picture of Jeff Foxworthy. If it's your cheat day or your last meal, welcome, partner. It's a picture of Jeff Foxworthy in the electric chair. Like, <laughs> might as well. Yeah, he's holding four forks and it's just ready. That's a good hack, actually. If it's your last meal and you're like, uh, I want Golden Corral. And they're like, okay. And you're like, sucker, it's an infinite meal, dude. I ain't never leaving. Are you, full? Are you full yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> You've been to the bathroom 48 times. You've been here two hours. <laughs> you know they carve meat uh-huh. on site. What? On site? What? Yes. 
If you want them to cut up and cook some of their own hand, they'll fucking do it. It's Golden Corral. Have it your way, baby. How about a f- mid Yahoo? Okay, yes. Mid final Yahoo. Yes. It's from Yahoo. Another anonymous Yahoo answers user. I don't have it in me to give them a funny name right now. I'll call them Mr. Amor Stables. I found it. Asks. When Dorothy goes back to Kansas at the end of The Wizard of Oz, what happens to Ms. Gulch at the end of the movie? She never comes back again for the dog. This would be the way better ending to The Wizard of Oz. Yes. If Dorothy comes back and then Ms. Gulch rolls up like, sorry about, I'm glad you're safe. (laughs) My house got fucked up. It looks like yours did too. And this is like the dust bowl. We're going to get through this together though. We're going to get through this together. All your cows. Oh no, no, no. My husband got sucked up. Yeah, he's gone. My husband got forced through a tree. Yeah, hadn't seen him yet. Gonna need that dog, though. <laughs> I'm gonna need to go ahead and take the dog still. Nothing has changed vis-a-vis the dog. Listen, and my yeah. I understand that we're all in a difficult place, but law is Does she, law. No, no law. Does she at some point produce a batch? Like, as far as she I know. She brings the, the police? Wait, I don't know. That's a slow time, I guess, for them. Why the fuck does she need the dog? Because there's an infinity gem inside the dog. <laughs> okay, we're done. That's good. We're just going to leave it there. It's fine. It's we'll fine. We'll be back fine. after intermission. We love you. We'll be, back. we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's Griffin, and we're going to do the ads, and I hope you're enjoying the live show that we did in Columbus on our most recent tour. Uh, Travis is on vacation this week, hence the live show. Uh, Just a note about the audio, we were trying to use these new headset mics that we put on our faces, so I guess we can do, you know, our Backstreet Boys moves and LARPing on the stage, but um, I, I don't like the audio quite as much, and so if it sounds a little bit tinny, that is that is why, and we're going to go back to using stick mics, I think, from now on. Also, as long as we're talking about some bullshit, uh, you're about to hear, in the second half of the show, we started doing this new way of doing audience questions, where we screen them ahead of time, people send in one-sentence emails, and uh, we mentioned this at the beginning of the show, and I cut a lot of it out, because it took a very long time, but uh, yeah, we were doing a new way of doing audience questions, because uh, the the audience questions had started to get a little, uh, they, they were moving away from like why we enjoyed doing the audience questions in the first place, um, and so we tried it this new way, and I think it turned out really, really well, and we, we were really happy with uh, with these these questions from the Columbus show. So I think that's how we're going to do it from, from now on. So, uh, yeah, you're going to hear that here in just a little bit. But first, I'm going to tell you about some sponsors. First off, I want to tell you all about Bowl and Branch. Bowl and Branch, they make all kinds of great cloth stuff. Mostly, though, I'm going to talk about those sheets. If you've ever stayed at a five-star hotel, you know how good you can feel in those sheets. Bowl and Branch sheets turn your bedroom into a luxury suite. You're never going to want to get out of bed again. I mean, that was true before, but for other reasons. But now that these soft sheets are here, I've just kind of doubled down on the whole sort of concept. 
Um, bowl and branch sheets are crafted from 100% organic cotton. That means bowl and branch sheets not only feel incredible, but they look amazing. You're getting twice the comfort and style at half the price. You can try them for 30 nights and see for yourself. And if you're not impressed, you can return them for a full refund. Go to bowlandbranch.com today and you'll get $50 off your first set of sheets plus free shipping when you use the promo code MYBROTHER. That's $50 off plus free shipping right now at bowlandbranch.com. Spelled B-O-L-L and branch.com, promo code MYBROTHER. bowlandbranch.com, promo code MYBROTHER. I also want to tell you all about ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is the thing that you use when you need somebody for a job, but you don't know them already like say for instance i needed um you know a zookeeper so if you're hiring while posting your position at job sites and waiting and waiting for the right people to see it that stinks on high ZipRecruiter revolutionized hiring. Their technology finds great candidates for you, learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, maybe zookeeping, and it invites them to apply to your job. Right now, our listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash brother. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash brother, all one word. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Zookeepers. I bought a zoo, and I have no fucking idea what I'm doing with these things. I want to tell you all about Return to the Past. It is a podcast about, uh, it's a very niche podcast that I think is the, I can say this, it is the premier podcast about the subject that it covers. Uh, They say, you know what we're excited about, brothers? Code Lyoko, a French cartoon from the 2000s that's part Matrix, part soap opera, and part that show with the foreheads. We are three awkward 20-somethings and longtime fans, and we're so eager to talk that we made Return to the Past, a podcast, and they've put a hyphen in between pod and cast, which I've never seen before, but it makes a lot of sense. Uh, A podcast where we do just that. Join us as we recap the show and kind of make fun of it, but also get emotional at these very good teens risking everything and saving the world. You can find this podcast uh, on iTunes or Google Play. Just search for Return to the Past, or you can find them at at RTTP Podcast on Tweedo. Here's a message for Laser Girl, and it's from The Professor, who says... Happy birthday, Laser Girl. This was as close to your birthday as I could get. It's been a great few years with you, and I can't wait for more. We should play more D&D. I miss Riss Krangle and Blavid Dane. <laughs> Let's get some fancy food tonight, cuddle up, and watch some terrible movies. Love always. The Professor wanted this around their January birthday, so just barely beefed it on that one by about uh, uh, you know a third of a year, but... Um, we do our best, and here's a message for Sydney, and it's from Mom, Dad, and Brian, who say, congrats on graduating from college. We are so proud of you and excited to see your future. You'll always find a D&D group no matter where you go. Sorry we couldn't go on the Joko cruise last year, but not seeing Travis at Gen Con was your own fault. Travis is so omnipresent at this point, what with his con appearances and his book tours and his stand-up specials and his street busking, that if you don't have at least one Travis interaction like per month, it, it really is your own fault. There's probably more stuff uh, that I'm supposed to talk about here in the ad section, but I think we probably covered it when we did the show in Columbus. So I'm just going to let you get right back the hell into it. Um, thank you again for listening. We'll be back with another uh, non, non-live a dead episode next Monday. So I'll talk to you then. Bye. 
Is there a dog in a car at a bar on the street? Yay! I'm Allegra Ringo, a small dog owner. My dog Pistachio howls when she's excited. And I'm Renee Culvert, a big dog owner. My dog Tugboat tips over when he's sleepy. And we co-host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog that airs every Tuesday. We bring you all things dog. Yes, dog news, dog tech, dogs we met this week. We also have pretty famous guests on butt legs. We're not going to let them talk about their projects. No. Just want to hear about those dogs. We don't want to hear about your stuff, only your dogs. So join us every Tuesday on Max Fun. Medley. You can make your nostrils get real big. <laughs> Shit. I want to munch. <laughs> I want to munch. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Munch Squad. The podcast, we're going to podcast celebrating the latest and greatest in quick serve menu innovations. The Dairy Queen system. I shit you not. <laughs> The Dairy Queen system has introduced its first summer blizzard treat menu, which is filled with iconic summer-inspired flavors and new innovations, and is available at DQ and DQ Grill and Chill locations. <laughs> That's where you want to go, by the way. If you can get to a DQ Grill and Chill, from f- picking fresh berries in a field to enjoying a summer blockbuster movie at a drive-in, DQ has... Neither of those things do I do. <laughs> Uh, it's got a special blizzard treat to make every summer moment feel even sweeter. The, Bur- the, the Berkshire Hathaway Company is on, that's Warren Buffett's joint that, that bought DQ and they just wanted to slip that in like mm, appetizing. <laughs> a what a firm. yummy dude! Delightful. In what universe is ice cream flavored treats? Ice cream treat not. A summer Summer, they've already thing. got summer unlocked. Yeah, like, it was like, oh, what are we going to do with this ice cream? Well, no one's going to want to eat it when it's hot. <laughs> the, um, new, it, uh, the summer blizzard treat menu includes the new Jurassic Chomp. <laughs> with peanut- That's not summer themed. It is, because it's a summer blockbuster. Peanut butter blizzard treat in partnership with Universal Pictures, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which includes the DQ brand's largest mix-in candy ever. That's what I want is a toothier blizzard. <laughs> right. It's colossal choco dipped peanut butter bites and fudge topping blend with vanilla soft serve. Uh, et cetera, and et inspired by Jurassic Park 3, little chunks of actor Richard Schiff. <laughs> Just little, little, little pieces of Schiff. There's a s'mores one and a cotton candy one, et cetera, et cetera. We are really excited about this summer blizzard treat menu launch, says Maria Hokinson, executive vice president of marketing for American Dairy Queen Corporation, ADQ. <laughs> summer is full of sun-filled days, late evenings, and unforgettable moments, and that's what DQ is all about. Now, here's where things take a turn. <laughs> As part of the launch of the summer blizzard treat menu, Dairy Queen is offering a fan experience unlike any other in brand history. Christ alive. <laughs> you can become the blizzard. You're, you are fucking heartbreakingly close. <laughs> oh, 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 
the treat industry leader will unveil experiential rooms that bring to life these five summer blizzard menu treats. The, it's at uh, May 23rd, Big Screen Plaza in Manhattan. The public is welcome from 5 to 7. So the other 22 hours in these blizzard rooms, who the fuck knows what's happening? Some dark shit, obviously, because the public can only be there for two hours while they clean up the blood. <laughs> well, that one didn't go That's a bad See blizzard. See you again in 22 hours. Interior designer, author, and DQ superfan Nate Burkus has designed the spaces... For the S'mores Blizzard Treat Room and the Cotton Candy Blizzard Treat Room. I've been a DQ super fan since I can remember. It was... I've got all those t-shirts. It was practically religion growing up. Fuck. Whoa. It's a wonderful full circle moment partnering with DQ on the launch of the now summer... Now I can finally die. <laughs> I'm so excited to work with my lord and savior, the Dairy Queen... <laughs> system. The fact that Nate is a longtime DQ fan, said Hokinson, made our partnership on the DQ Blizzard rooms that much sweeter. <laughs> he has a keen eye for design, combined with his love for DQ, created something truly special to help. Who is the fucking Venn diagram of people that knows interior designers by name and also fucks with Dairy Queen on regular basis? <laughs> Who is this person, and can we grill and or chill together? I will also say, when you talk about this real-life uh, 3D IOR world experience, I thought about a Dairy Queen escape room, and I yes. got really into it. That would be so good. I, because at the end, they turn you upside down, and if you don't fall out of the cup, you haven't done it. Yeah. During the public opening of the DQ Blizzard Rooms, donations will be collected for Children's Miracle Network Hospital, so I guess now you all are the assholes. <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for Munch Squad. <laughs> all right. We're going to try this out. I well, think it's going to be good. Thank you all so much for sending your questions in. Logan in G118... Is it weird that we're telling people the person's name and where Logan. exactly where they're sitting? Logan. Don't use this information. Come on down. Come on down. Also, Jonathan, main floor four, row X, seat nine. Go ahead and get on deck, as they say in baseball. There's two. Are there two microphones, yeah. I assume? So, so, Logan, come over here, Sage. Yeah, let's get a little bit of house lights. House lights would be great. Thank you. Hey. Hello. Oh, my God. There's so many of you. Holy shit, that's so much faster and easier than trying to hunt you all down uh, from a thousand feet away. Hey, what's up? Hi, you're looking for Mr. Cream Cheese? Yeah, so go ahead and lay out the question there. Okay. Um, so I'm a new career teacher, and I want to be a nice person. You can angle the mic up oh, a little I'm sorry. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're fine. Um, so I'm a new career teacher, and I wanted to have a nickname. Yes. And my last name, name rhymes with bagel, so I started off as Mr. Bagel, but then they started calling me... The various toppings that go on a bagel. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah. And yeah. That's, just yeah. The way, that's just the way kids work. And then the mister was gone. And now I'm just tuna. <laughs> so my question, my question is, 
I want to roll this back because I've clearly things have gone off the rails. So where should the stopping point be, and how do I determine it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah All yeah. right. The, the question you sent in, by the way, the reason we chose this one is the question was simply, and this is exactly what we want with this new thing we're doing: short, sweet, to the point, and confusing as fuck. Because it was just, how do I make my students stop calling me Mr. Cream Cheese? <laughs> now, so Mr. Cream Cheese. Here is my question. So you got this job as a teacher, and you thought, I need to come up with a nickname for myself that rhymes with my nickname, because my students won't think to do that. Oh, yeah. How old are they? Uh, Middle school. Oh, day one. Day one. Day one. Day one. Day one. They won't even hear it. You could say, what is your, what is... If well, you no, we already know his first name, so maybe we shouldn't give out the last name and what seed he's Make up in. another name that rhymes with your name and is not Bagel. Go. Uh, Squiggle. Squiggle, yeah. Squiggle. If you say my name is Mr. Squiggle, they will literally hear and process Bagel. Oh, yeah, instantly, Mr. Bagel. Well, I will say that maybe you got in front of Mr. Kegel, and you might have You did. Barely. Dodged you might bullet. have just beaten that with Bagel, and they're like, okay. I got an expensive fix for you. Bring in a big box of fresh bagels every single day for your students. <laughs> And they're still going to call you Mr. Cream Cheese or not a fit. That's the bad news, I guess. And we should have started with this. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything yeah. You, you might be able to control the damage enough to roll it back the cream cheese from tuna. <laughs> I think Maybe. I'd rather have tuna. Would you rather be Mr. Everything? Mr. Everything is good. Mr. Chive. Mr. Locks sounds like a cool slime. Yeah, like from Lost. So anyway, you're fucked. (laughs) And but but it could be it could be so 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 much worse. Are you a good teacher? They like you? Um, I, I like to think so. I hey, hope. you're fine, man. They're going to call what you. If, what if with every different like incarnation of nickname they give you, you work that into the lesson plan? Okay. Oh. So like, you make it about tuna that week, and then they're like, oh, okay, he's on to tuna. we got to change it to something else. And then you just keep working out until eventually they're out of ideas, and they just start calling you like, sir. <laughs> also, these are middle school kids. Have you said... Y'all heard of Fortnite? And you just leave the room for... Yeah. Till they're done dabbing. You say, have you teens heard of Fortnite? And then they're just gonna... (laughs) And then you can just leave the room. So yeah, that's... Does that help? Thank you guys so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Hi. Hey, um, so I noticed when I walked in and I sat down in my seat, the guy sitting next to me had a box of Reese's Pieces. Yes, yeah. he's a total stranger to me, and I was just wondering if there was, like, a correct way to ask him if I could have some. Okay. So what's up? (laughs) There... What, what's great is we know you're in we E106. Yes. So if you're in E107 or E108 and you're eating Reese's Pieces... Or E105. Surprise! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Say, are you... Okay, here's what I'll say. Things might get a little awkward here because if it was me and I had some Reese's Pieces in Act 1, you better believe I'm not going to have Reese's Pieces in Act 2. <laughs> no way do I still have them. Um... Are you this person? And if you don't want to say anything because you did not sign up for this, 
That's fine. Remain absolutely silent. If you still have Reese's Pieces and you're cool with sharing a handful of these bad boys, go ahead and give me a hell yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. This might be the best time we've ever asked this question. Did that help? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Go enjoy your peanut butter Go get those peanut butter. Hold on, I have to see this transaction happen. Fucking I'm not hearts gonna believe and in minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah! It's like, it's like the end of the Breakfast Club, but branded and branded in a weird. Any proposal that's ever happened on our show. <laughs> he said yes. <laughs> um. Hey, Michelle. I Michelle, just I'm delighted that you're here. Yeah. Really? Uh, Michelle, before you get into it, yeah. are you having any second thoughts about this? No, I'm not. Okay, go ahead, Michelle. Let her rip. Okay, well, actually, I sent in two questions, so did you want the poop one or the coworker one? You know I want the poop one. <laughs> Michelle. Why did you, you even ask? I Michelle. Have I have to ask. Um, okay, so I have irritable bowel syndrome. What up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you sound I, like Chris Tucker from Fifth Element when he talks about his IBS. <laughs> yeah, so I've had it for a few years now, and I have this fear that follows me around that I'm going to be in an Im- inopportune place and I'm going to poop my pants. Yeah, right. like maybe like, an elevator that yes. has stopped working. Every time I get into an elevator, I think, is it going to stop working? Am I going to poop my pants in front of the six people here that I work with every time I get on the highway. I'm like, is there going to be rush hour traffic? Am I going to poop my pants in my car? And because I know that one of you shares my syndrome. I'd be surprised if it was just one of us. (laughs) Okay. And another one of you has occasionally mentioned times that he has pooped his pants. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. I told you all the Wendy's one, right? Y'all heard that one. Yes. And I've told you about the times in high school. All right, Michelle. <laughs> Justin's just bragging in a way that he thinks is cool. <laughs> I have nothing left. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Well, hold on. What's your question? Well, my question is, A, how do I mitigate this fear yeah. so that it's not quite so crippling? And B, what's my game plan if it actually happens? Okay. Okay. I, I have question that, I don't know, might be pertinent, but might also just be something I'm interested in. Yeah. Are you more afraid of pooping your pants in an elevator on the way up a building or the way down a building? Oh my god, I never thought about it before. Yeah. How tall would a building have to be that you'd be afraid of pooping in a a working elevator? Because I went up Willis Tower in Chicago once, and I didn't feel that urge at the ground floor, but by the time I reached the peak of beautiful, windy Chicago... (laughs) Are we talking like some sort of Dubai building before it becomes yes. a going concern? It was Willis Tower. It only has five floors, and I still, you know, feel the fear. So yeah. Uh, well, you could take that fear and harness it and turn it into podcast comedy. <laughs> Can you come over? Here? That's fine. It doesn't matter which microphone okay. they're at. Um, this is a tough one because that. Uh, the highway fear really resonated with me. Yeah, yeah. I had a high school girlfriend, and we went on a trip with her family to Kings Island. Oh, God. And... <laughs> we weren't in Ohio yet, though, and... <laughs> <laughs> we were... So we he were... didn't ruin Ohio for you. No. 
We were about four minutes out the driveway yes, of the yes, house. Yes, that's when it happened. And I said, we got to stop at that fucking Super America. <laughs> Parents, who I'm still trying to impress. <laughs> are you impressed? <laughs> you saw me ask you to use your bathroom in your house four minutes ago. <laughs> right? <laughs> girlfriend's mom do you have any emodium that I can borrow yeah, yeah well I, at the gas station I did sort of both things but mm-hmm. this is the challenge and it can be you gotta think of it this way it can be fun like a puzzle <laughs> no. <laughs> no 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 you gotta think about it fun like a puzzle okay you gotta think about it like uh, don't think about it like I have to go check out and make sure what the bathroom is every public building that I go into for the rest of my life and think about it more like I'm going to go on a wonderful <laughs> whistle stop tour of all the bathrooms of every public building I ever go into for the rest of my life do you want to play you... a game? <laughs> when you play you have, you've got to be in this restaurant for 30 minutes and you don't know where the restroom is and you might have to ask a human being <laughs> Yeah, the anxiety on top of it doesn't help, but if you look at it that way, you can have some fun with it. Also, I will say, if you get stuck in an elevator, even if it was for like 10 minutes, if I knew someone had pooped their pants near me, I would act even harder like it wasn't someone who had pooped their pants than I normally do. I don't know what my resting face of this person did not poop their pants is, but But I I would would do it more, like double down on it. (laughs) And there's a lesson in there. (laughs) Of some sort. Does that help? I think it might. Okay, good, yes. Thank you, Michelle. Can we still get more floor mics, please? There's like more... On the floor, Mike. Uh, Thank Stevie. you. Stevie. Stevie. Yes, okay, Stevie. Your um, question was a topic of much conversation backstage. Really? It delighted all of us to no end. Um, I'm curious. Can I actually, this, I would love to say Stevie's question first. Uh, because I'll be honest, Stevie, we mostly picked it because we had to know more. <laughs> Yes, with no context, it might be the most fascinating sentence. Yeah, it's like cellar door. It's, how, do I, how do I tell people not to touch fish when they touch the fish? Uh, it is like the bare minimum amount of words it needs to be a sentence. That's yeah. what I tried to do. It's one Thank of those you. sentences that has every letter in the English alphabet. <laughs> And it's actually the same backwards and forwards. Yeah. yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a palace. Stevie, what the fuck? Um, first of all, my name's not Stevie. That was a name I made up in middle school, so I have a secret email. Uh, okay, you've just now made me very... What's... My name's Isaac. I don't know. I was like 12. What's the, what's the name? Isaac. Isaac. Hi, Isaac. Okay. Can I say? Do you mind? Yes. It's a better name than Stevie. <laughs> I thought about it with my alter ego, Stevie Cortez, instead of Isaac Juarez. <laughs> They're both good, actually. They're both great. I, I wish I, you could I be don't... a partner with yourself, because yeah, it's a great I, team up. Could you mind if we guess sure, what sure, the question's about? Uh-huh. Uh, you work in a restaurant. No. You work at Red Lobster and they... No. no. Um, you work in an aquarium? I wish. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> that was my... That was my safe answer, Isaac! you do this hang that human interaction in the fucking Guggenheim that was the greatest that was the obvious how could it not be that answer Isaac 
I, okay, do you... <laughs> now, I'll do one. All right, go ahead, shoot. Is it a fish store? I mean, we sell fish. What other fucking kind of store could it be, Isaac? I, okay. Okay, are I you... I work at a very popular organic grocery store in okay. the seafood department. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I work okay. at a Toys R Us. You got it. Okay, so people are touching the fish, it seems. I... We, gotta, we got we... some reports of people touching the fish, I we... think. The and how do you say, like, don't... <laughs> The person who designed our department was an idiot. They put it out so the fish can be out so you are they can here? touch it. You're not here, okay. I hope not. They designed it so the fish are all hanging from the ceiling. You have to walk through them. <laughs> like it's fucking gobble ducks. It's a bunch of tables with fish on it. And so... Out? Just out there? Th- yeah. That's what I thought. So... <laughs> I'll never forget my interview. <laughs> hey, I have one question uh, before the interview starts. You guys seem to have left all your fish out on the table. <laughs> Is my job number one put these away? You, I, you want I should put these away for you? Well, so we have the fish out and we get it for you. We get gloves and we pick it up. We say, which fish do you want? We get it and we wrap it up for you. But sometimes when we're preoccupied with other customers, some people will think, oh, there's fish here. I should, I should pick it up with up. my bare hands. Like it's a caveman store. Yes. Why doesn't anyone get this? And we don't have a sign. That's what we do. It's a tiny postcard that says, please don't touch the fish. And I've constantly asked my higher-ups, can we put a bigger sign that says, please don't touch the fish? <laughs> you, need, you need one of those fish to be a big mouth Billy Bass that just goes, please don't touch us. <laughs> ask somebody. But, That's not the process! Because of the nature of our store and being positive, we can't put anything out that says no or don't, which is... What is the store? No, don't say... Okay. Put up a sign that says, touch other fish. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, but put it... We love your impulse. (laughs) We love the impulse. Touch other fish. (laughs) But put it, but put it on every fish. (laughs) Like, Please use other fish. So, like, I have two problems. One, how do I get people to not touch the fish? Yeah. And me being the abrasive person I am, I'm really bad at telling somebody. Yeah, you've really rubbed off the wrong way on us. Well, you definitely haven't delighted us for the past five minutes straight. <laughs> well, like, I'll see someone pick up, like, a $50 red snapper over the dirty floor, and it's like, no, don't touch the They bought the it. Fish. Just tell them they bought it. You just bought that snapper, idiot. Well... <laughs> I hope you're enjoying fucking pretending making it talk like you just bought it. Like, I ask people, like, have you ever been to a place where you pick up your own raw fish? I'm like, no. It's like, why do you think this is any different? Just make them buy it. They just touch the them. fish. No, or they, like, you put it touch- down and walk away because I upset them. Because I was like, don't touch the fish. Okay, hey, wait, if someone on. in a really nice apron told me you just bought that fucking fish, stupid, <laughs> I would pick it up and go to the cash register, leave my purchases there in a pile and I would buy just the fish and I would move. Cesura, <laughs> I, I, I think I can't stress enough. If someone picks up the fish and you say, don't touch that fish and they put it back down, they weren't planning on buying that fish. They didn't even want a fish. They were just joking around with that fish. 
I they see. were flirting with that fish. Isaac. But they weren't willing to date that fish. Isaac. Yes. Gotta move the fucking fish, my dog. <laughs> this is no, no, no. No excuses. This is wild. There's no better answer than your store is broken. You understand this, right? Here's what you do. You screw a couple of the fish to the table. Okay. <laughs> they go to pick it up and you say, oh, that's just display fish. Did you want the real fish? They're behind the counter. They're behind the counter we don't where have meat counter. lives. You don't, you have, don't a have a counter? Have do a you actually cut- work at a store? <laughs> Wait, hold on, Isaac. This is important. Do you actually work at a Whole Foods or did somebody just tell you you do and it's a table of fish in a parking lot? It's just, what is this, this open concept Montessori Whole Foods that you work at where everybody can have their own fish touch experience? I don't know. Our meat department has our meat in a case, but our seafood department doesn't. You can just walk up to it and touch the fish if you wanted to. But you shouldn't. No. Don't touch it. Well, here, uh, you're getting the word out, Isaac. There's, uh, uh, you know, 2,500 of your closest friends. They're not going to touch the fish anymore. Yeah, please don't. And honestly, I think you're hitting a uh, surprisingly large portion of the Whole Foods crowd (laughs) in the region. I think you've done great work here. And actually, everybody... Tell everyone you know, don't touch the fish at Whole Foods, please. It's important. And that should help to spread the word. Thank you, Isaac. Thank Thank you, you, Isaac. You were a treat. One last one. (laughs) Callie. Callie. Hello. Hey, what's up? Callie, should we lead with Callie's question? Yes, you should, Justin. (laughs) Here's Callie's question. How can I get the Tom Brady of washing dishes to keep the kitchen floor dry? (laughs) Excuse me? <laughs> so, um, my husband worked at Mench's Brothers for a while. Okay. As a dishwasher, and he was dubbed the title the Tom Brady of Washington. What does that mean? He's really good at washing dishes. He's really good at it. Okay. At Mench's Brothers. Okay. Interesting distinction. Go on. <laughs> um,. He washes dishes at our house. That's wonderful. I'm not complaining that he washes dishes. Yeah. You are a little bit. No. I'm okay a little bit. You are standing at the microphone. Yes. He um, makes our kitchen floor a lake. He takes the spray hose and just like Okay. Just like Tom Brady. Just like Tom Brady. Well, the issue is that he doesn't care about it. He doesn't yeah. notice it. Because so he's about I... results. Yeah. <laughs> the dishes are clean, true or false. The dishes are clean. I'm worried about our children slipping. Okay. On Tom the Brady floor. isn't worried about his children. <laughs> Yikes. He's just out there getting rings. <laughs> he's not worried about if his children are going to choke on those rings. <laughs> So the problem is, at Minch's, what's Minch's Brothers? It's a burger place. Okay. okay. So I'm assuming that, like, if the floor gets wet there, it just dries later. Yeah, at the end of the night. Because of do, all like, the burger the deck brush, typical <laughs> sure. restaurant thing. Um, we used to do this at the Olive Garden. You'd spray the. Oh, this story the, makes me want to barf every you time you tell it. <laughs> That's not our, I won't tell it then. No, um, go ahead. Oh, no, I know you spray it. the floor over the hose and the pasta water gets on your pants. They call it OG water and it would just soak through. It's rough. It and that would turn your white pants khaki. It smells like the devil's dick. It's the worst thing ever. Justin would come home every day. Um, so, it, 
is he here, by the way? Yeah, he's way up there. Can you just stand up and take a bow? I've, I've, it's just it's such an honor to meet the Tom Brady. Oh, oh my yeah, God. you are way up there. Um, here's, here's the problem. <clears throat> you could have him start mopping up the, the floor, and he's going to do a killer job of that, too. But then somehow he's going like, to get the ceiling dirty. <laughs> it's a little old lady who swallowed the fly situation. Right. We have a dishwasher. Like we have. Yeah, his name is the Tom Brady of dishwashing. <laughs> don't put him in a fucking John Henry scenario yes. where you're or like, do I'm gonna put load him up in a the John dishwasher. Henry. Oh. Okay. Equal number of dishes. Equal amount of dirtiness. Who put, gets the floor more wet? You put a load <laughs> in the dishwasher. You give him the half of them. You say whoever gets the dishes the cleanest and also keeps the floor the driest will be declared the winner. I can do that. He'll, he'll be cool with it. Well, I mean, nobody likes... what Do you... Hey, everybody be so quiet. Do you like washing dishes? Love it. <laughs> <laughs> he said he loves it, folks at home. He said he loves it. Yeah. We can't take this away from him. Maybe you can be the other good football player of floor drying. You can be... You can be the Gronkowski of drying. With, is that an option? That's a thing. Can you yeah. tie towels? That's a football name. Do you ha- you said, you, did you say you have kids? We have twins. Can you tie f- towels to their feet? <laughs> I can't get in the way of his dream and his art if I may be so bold. Do you not want him to go pro? <laughs> Do you think Giselle looked at Tom and was like, you're getting the floor wet, Tom. You got to back down. And he said, but it I got to get those rings. A 98-yard touchdown pass. He made the field all wet, though, so fuck that guy. There's a lot of workarounds. Drying a floor is way easier than cleaning a bunch of sticky old lasagna <laughs> off a bunch of nasty old plates. Ew, gross. Um, uh, <laughs> Callie, does that help? Uh-uh. I know the truth, but thank you. Thank you. I'm really... Okay. I just want to say I'm really proud of myself. I went that whole question about Tom Brady without talking about him wanting to fuck a mattress. <laughs> yeah, great. good job, went Trav. The, like the whole question. Yeah. Uh, I want to say Tom Brady wants to fuck that mattress. Thank you, everybody, Travis. I want to say a huge thank you to the staff of the Palace Theater. You guys are amazing. Thank you, thank you to Paul Saborin, American hero. Thank you to uh, Sam from AEG. Thank you to our daddy, Clint McElroy. Thank you, Max Fun. Thank you, Max, Max Fun. Fun. Reminder that there are posters in the lobby. And also, um, how good is Kosai, though? I didn't even get to talk about how much I love Kosai. I love going back in time. You know, the time the tunnel. Time you tunnel. go back in time. Oh. and They used to have a tunnel, but they don't have a tunnel. They had, like, a mining one that I would go when I just needed to, like, sit in the dark. They have I a, like the one where you can dip the big ring in and pull out a huge bubble. I like the Cracker Jack Museum. Yeah. I love all that. Thank you to Kosai for being being, being there. Thank cool. you, Columbus. Thank you to AJ. We mentioned the posters. Thank yeah, you to thank AJ, you, AJ. for making the posters. Fantastic. And uh, thank you to you. And to John Roderick. John Roderick, please write these songs to the departure of the album. Thank you to Columbus. We have one more question for my brother Griffin. This one was sent in by so many fucking people. Thank you all very much. It's from Yahoo Answers user question mark. We'll call them Audible. We already did that one. Uh, Travis Travis asked this one. What? That's what you get. Uh, Travis asked, 
Does tigers have breasts? My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Thank you so much to the over 28,000 members who joined or upgraded during the 2018 Max Fun Drive and to all of our monthly members. You showed up in full force to help us reach our goal and to show our appreciation. We're putting up this year's batch of Max Fun Drive exclusive enamel pins on sale for all $10 and up monthly members. And just like last year, we're giving all the profits to charity. For 2018, we're supporting the National Immigration Law Center. The sale will run from May 18 through May 28, so don't miss it. $10 and up monthly members will be receiving personalized code and instructions to purchase pins on May 17. So keep your inbox open and notifications on. For more details, head over to MaximumFun.org pins. And to learn more about the National Immigration Law Center and support them directly, you can go to NILC.org. 